0: vibes by elisa the podcast i am so thrilled that you are here and giving me a bit of your ear to hear the stories and ideas that i find interesting and meaningful and also inspiring the podcast is designed to encourage all of you so inspirational that you other people crave your vibes guys so we're doing something new today we're doing a QA and it's a little bit of a live q a because um we are just trying new things you know as uh, I'm learning about podcasting and I'm reading books and I'm learning about things, um, I'm excited to, to try new things. And next week, I'll be going to PodFest, which is a cool festival that's happening in Orlando. And I can't wait to go because I'm going to learn so many good things. I'm going to bring some amazing stuff to you all, things that are different. But today, I'm starting off with the Q&A. It's something that I've been wanting to do for a long time, question and answer. It's uh, a way for you guys to get to know me a little bit better. Some of you have uh, just met me through the podcast. Some of you know me for a long time. And so I'm just really grateful to um, to be able to 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 give you guys a little bit something different. Of course, we'll be doing interviews as well. But um, this one is a little bit different. It's a and a It's a different uh, vibe to that one. But I also want to remind you that today we also dropped an episode on the love languages. And that's a great one. And uh, my husband, Rusk is on that one with me. Super good. Super, super good. Um, You will definitely be encouraged in relationships when you try that one. All right, so let's start with the first question. And honestly, um, Jamal, you're on that, on that, uh, you can use that microphone too. I like for you to pipe in on some stuff and like get elaborations and stuff. Yeah. Are you? Oh, there you are. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, good,
0: good, good. good, Because I really like uh, when you put in some feedback and then. Sure, sure, sure. All right, so one of the questions that I got was, how do you control what your boys see on social media? So my boys are 19 and 15. My 19-year-old is going to be 20 in about 2 months, so he's going to be a little adult. And so the way that I um the way that I control, you really can't control. Control is a big word. I can't control. I wish I could cuz I'm a control freak, but you know, um, the way that I control what they do and what they see on social media, especially like on TikTok, is I just talk a lot about, you know, consequences of um, of watching things that are not necessarily true or things that are, they're not like crit- using their critical thinking skills. So for me, it's like question everything that you're looking at, you know, research it some more, ask yourself questions about it. Um, and then I also wonder, you know, how does it affect them emotionally? Like, how does it make them feel whenever they're watching something? My boys love to watch a lot of videos on sports and uh basketball, that kind of thing, but I don't know. I feel like um like I can't control Jamal. control is a big word, right
1: yeah, definitely
0: I don't know that, th- that it's possible to control what people watch on social media,
1: especially in this day and age it's really it's really difficult to um vet every source because anybody can say anything at any time, so right you get a lot of crazies that can just say anything. And especially the kids they are like, well, yeah. if it's on the internet, it must be true.
0: Exactly. And there's a lot of, uh, a lot of sexuality that goes on on there too. And just like really having just the real honest conversations, you know, when Andrew Tate came out with all his uh, stuff, oh that my. was a big conversation I had with my boys because I wanted to know where they stood in that, you know, and, and, and what their thoughts were. And uh, what did they think about the guy and the things that they're doing and just kind of things that they're talking about, about Andrew Tate. And, obviously they get my opinion as well because I have opinions right, <laughs> and, I, right. and and their dad has opinions on all of this. But I think the one thing that I'm really careful and things that I really concern me is the suicide ideation components of social media.
1: Oh boy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've been reading a lot about how girls are learning how to commit suicide through social media and TikTok. Like they're learning how to hang themselves or how to do, um,
1: news to me self-harm
0: yeah and so that's a big one for me to have a conversation on and it's not something i shy away from i think having hard conversations with your kids are super important and not being afraid of it and i'm thinking that's a very gen x or parent of me because my parents never talked about that sort of thing not because we had social media but the hard conversations were difficult for my parents to have as well
1: yeah definitely um with the whole suicide ideation thing i think it's really easy to Uh, self-deprecate on the internet right and that's been a lot it's it's a lot easier to do and people are very free to do it and then they don't realize that it gets you in a really bad place and then other things start to happen because you're just so like just making a bunch of jokes about how shitty you are how shitty your life is and then you know eventually that takes hold in your life and then leads to other things unfortunately
0: so I guess my advice on that one or my, my answer for that one is just really have the conversation, especially if you see something different in the kids or if you notice something is happening, definitely talk about it. All right. The next uh, question is a good question, and uh, my friend Natalie asked this one. She didn't say it was anonymous. She said she could, we, we could definitely use it. So how do you um, give advice on investing for dummies? Because you, know, you know, a lot of people love to invest, Um, Some people want to invest. They just don't know how. And uh, Rusk and I are investors, so we we definitely know a little bit about that. So the first thing that I would say on that one and the answer for that is just save, save, save a lot. You want to have money that you can use for investing. That's not money that you rely on. For example, don't use, like, a savings account. Use money separate from a savings account that you can use for investing. Um, Something that you're willing to risk, right? Because, obviously, investments can be good or Kirby bad just depends on your research and how much you trust where your money's going. I would say definitely start small with something small. I think real estate is a good way to start small and definitely, you know, get in with like somebody else, maybe become like a partner on an investment. Maybe just, uh, $5,000 is a good way to start. $10,000 is a good way to start. Um, you know, for us, as we, as we go along, we, we, we flip houses and we also rent houses. So, that's kind of where we've been investing our money a lot in right now <clears throat> since 2020 when a lot of things started to happen and the, the market was really good in 2020, but lately it's been a little slower. So definitely holding your houses, thinking about that, um, but also being super confident that when you invest, you're going in all in. I think a lot of people don't do it and they're afraid of it because they think they're, they're, they're worried they're going to lose their money. So, yeah, have that in the back of your mind. But for me, it's about thinking it's going to work out. So having that mental mindset is important and being super positive that it's all going to be good. Guys, invest. It's important. That's how you grow. That's how money grows. All right, next one is someone asked, how do you pick the places that you visit when you travel? How do we pick? Okay, so we do have a way that we pick. We really read a lot. So we're either like on the Departures magazine Or I love the culture section at the Houston Chronicle. They have um, a lot of really good stuff on travel. They bring in stories of people that have been to different places. For me, also going on Instagram, Condé Nast Travel is a great Instagram place because not only do they give you ideas, but they tell you where to go, and they tell you, like, lodging, how much you're going to pay. Like, they really go into detail about that. So, you know, also where other people have gone, but... I think one thing for Rusk and I is like going to places where other people haven't gone yet. So we're kind of like the first ones to discover something. That's kind of our our thing. You know, we love doing that and uh, we've been traveling for over 22 years. So we definitely know a lot, a lot of places. The other thing that I wanted to mention is not only Instagram, but you know what? Pinterest has really great ideas and they're full of blogs of people who have been to places where you might want to visit. So for me, it's about like, If I'm going to France, I go to a blog, Wine Country France, and then I I look it up on Pinterest, and I have a lot of really great ideas from there. And then that's how how we go where we want to go. But I want to mention this before we go anywhere. I do have a traveler's checklist on my website. It is a downloadable PDF, and it's got really, really good information on the things you need to look for when you're traveling or when you're thinking about traveling or when you're planning your travels. But if you join my membership, which is a membership that I have for my community, my Insiders Global community, you can get that whole PDF, which is worth about $100, $150 for free, join the community. So that's the one on that one on travel. Okay. Um, This question, and I think I I know who asked this question. I'm just not going to say because they're obsessed with the same thing. They asked me, what are you obsessed with lately? Like, what am I, what is my obsession?
1: (laughs) I'm curious about this. Go
0: on. Um, I'm really obsessed with culty shows. Like cults are Mm. so, I'm like so into them. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll be on Netflix or I'll be on Hulu or, or I'll be on Amazon Prime watching all the cult shows. Um. But why do I love them? I think it's just like fascinating to me how people can be brainwashed to follow and do what the leaders say and do, right? Like to me, that's the psychology. I think it's the psychology behind it. Like, how were you brought up in such a way that um, that you believe this, that you fall for it? That to me is the, is the part that just gets to me and like, wow. Um, I want to recommend a few cult shows that I love. The Vow, for sure. The Vow is on HBO. The Vow is about the um, the cults with Nexium mm-hmm. and the ladies that lived up in uh, in New York, okay. and uh, they lived in a compound. and The guy Keith Raniere was totally just being a complete and utter nasty motherfucker. Uh, and had them fooled and had a bunch of girlfriends and they thought they were super unique and interesting and special but how do women fall for that like i wanted to know a little bit more about that and you know what i discovered jamal
1: Mm.
0: the ladies were very bright they were very smart women how did they fall for this guy
1: i have a lot of personal experience with this oh you do given that i kind of was involved with the cult and also they're you know my very close family was also What involved. cult were you involved with? It wasn't anything big. It was, it was, you know, just another fringe branch of Christianity and oh. the prosperity gospel. Oh, right. But it kind of tore up my family for like 10 years and it's only just now getting back to normal. So, uh... It's really interesting, the psychology behind it, and yeah. especially knowing the people that were running it, as much as they say that they were doing it out of the love of God or, or anything, they definitely had read up on psychology books and, yes. you know, how people think and how they can manipulate people to, you know, make money. And Absolutely. it was like the most evil thing. And I, yeah, so I'm, I'm never like anxious to, you know, I'm, I'm not excited to go and search out that content because it hits a little too close to home. But whenever I do see it, I'm like, yep, mm-hmm all checks. That all checks out. Yeah. So, uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think it's, in, it's interesting that a lot of people don't see prosperity gospel as a cult and it is, it's very cultish.
1: Yeah. There's um, a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, Manipulating, grifting, going on in the prosperity gospel. Yeah. And, and there's a
0: huge church in Houston that expounds on the prosperity gospel. And I'm just like, oh, my God, can you people not see through that fake smile?
1: There are multiple huge <laughs>
0: churches in Houston. <laughs> there's one either. in particular that I'm thinking yeah, about where yeah. the husband and the wife have the fakest smiles. And I'm thinking... Jeez.
1: They're motivational speakers. You
0: can't, you can't possibly be going to this church and thinking this guy is serious right now.
1: They, they, uh, Quote they're, unquote the first, church. they're the first people you want to go to when, um, there's a natural disaster happening. Let's just say that.
0: <laughs> and you know what I discovered as well? You know, Jehovah's Witness have this, um, this strategy where they look at obituaries and they see people who died and then they look into the family of that person. Hmm. And they target them because they're in a very low place they're in their vulnerable. life. They're extremely vulnerable. So they're much quicker to jumping on board with the cult because they're desperate for some sort of solace and comfort. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think that's what the church gives. You know, it gives you comfort. It gives you community. It gives you security. However, you can get those components outside of the church. But I think a lot of people don't realize that you can't get that outside of church.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Especially community and support. It, it really does exist outside. And the other show that I wanted to recommend is La Luz del Mundo, The Light of the World. And that's a crazy-ass cult that started in Mexico, and then it kind of, like, went everywhere. But that's another one that's, like, really nutty. And, again, uh, people went to jail for it. There's a lot of pedophile stuff happening. It's called Unveiled, and it's on HBO. And I definitely want to recommend everybody to see it. And I watch all the Mormon culty shows as well on on Hulu because that's another cult that's Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't want to say it is because, you know, they just say it's not, but it is. You have to look at the different components of what makes them cult, and that's definitely up there. You guys, uh, yeah, I'm obsessed with cults, and I'm obsessed with watching all of the culty shows. All right, next question. Um, Oh, this person asked, have you always been a business owner? And no, I haven't always been a business owner. Actually, just very recently, I became a business owner because I was a teacher for a very long time. Um, I taught for about 15, 16 years in the public schools, and then I taught at the university level. I was a, uh, an adjunct professor at U of H downtown. But in 2020, Rusk and I um, decided to start investing in business, so we went in business together. But before that, in 2015, I opened my own boutique. So I had a boutique, and that's where I met you, Jamal. Yeah, that's what I uh yeah, I met Jamal through my boutique because I came in and did a talk for um for an organization called El Gato Media with um, U of H. And uh so that's where I went in and did that, you know, but when I talk about business, you know, I've been in business since 2015 as a solo entrepreneur and working at that and uh and then in 2020 I closed the store. Obviously, a lot of things happened in 2020. A lot of the world fell apart. And so one of the ways that I kept myself busy was through that and also through the podcast, which is also another way for me to have a business as well because I really do treat it as something um, special and important. And so people ask, what part of the business do you do when you work with Rusk? So one of the things that I work with, I'm in charge of the design. So whenever we go into a new house and we're going to flip, I'm the one that talks to contractors You know, many, many, or I think all of them are Spanish-speaking, so I'm the one that really deals with them the most. I make all the appointments with them. I talk about paints. I I pick tiles, materials. Um, I'm the one that discusses the kitchen design, restrooms, all the components of the design. And then Russ takes on all of the business parts, like the titles. He does all the contracts. He negotiates. He does the homeowners, insurance, neighborhood stuff. So we kind of take roles in that part. Yeah. Were you going to say something?
1: About that? No. Well, I mean, I'm, I was just going to ask a, uh, a related question. Yeah. What would you say to somebody that's thinking about starting their own business? Like what kind of starting off advice would you give?
0: For me, the first thing I would say is really research the, the business you're going into and definitely learn it really, really well. I think one of the things that happens in business is you, there's a huge learning curve. So the more you know before you go into it, you know, learn it. When I started my boutique, I went to other business owners, other boutique owners, and I asked them a tons of, I asked them tons of questions because I wanted to know if, if it was something for me and it's something that I could actually do. So that's another thing. That's a great question, Jamal, because some people think they can do it and then they get there and they can't. So really assess yourself, assess your personality and think about if you are really able to go and that extra mile because becoming an entrepreneur and a business owner, you have to invest a lot of money and you have to invest a lot of time. So are you willing to do that? Are your kids little and are they ready for mom not to be home sometimes or to be a workaholic because your business requires so much time, especially in the first few years where there's so much growth? Um, research it. Make sure you have the money in the bank. Make sure that you have the capital to sustain it because you have to keep putting money into it, whether it's rent, uh, you know, rent paying for your lease or buying your products, getting your services out there, marketing, all of that takes a lot of money. Just having a website takes money, um, putting all of that into it. So make sure that you assess where you are economically and financially and if you can do that. And if you're not able to do that, seek out ways to, to get funding. And there's a lot of funding out there that happens with banks mm-hmm. and the Small Business Administration as well. So great question and uh, so, yeah. And people always ask us, like, how is it working with your husband? Like, it's really, for us, it works out well because we're both very type A personalities and we're both control freaks. So that works well. But um, I'm obviously the nicer person. So whenever, you know, somebody needs something, I'm the one that goes to it because I'm super nice <laughs> as opposed to him. Oh, but by the way, I have an ebook on my website as well on starting your own business. All right. Oh, this is the last question, and this is a good one because this is a fashion one, and I love fashion questions. So this person asked, what's the best way to elevate your look? All right, so you have a look, you have a dress, you have pants, you have a cute outfit on, but you're thinking, how do I elevate it and make it, like, chic, make it sophisticated, make it cool, make it beautiful, make it different? So what I would say is definitely start Definitely invest in a great pair of designer pumps. Designer pumps, designer shoes are super important. Like don't, um, I would say definitely spend your money. They might be a little expensive, but for me, honestly, lately I've been buying things secondhand, and I just bought a pair of uh, Manolo Blahnik pumps on the Rio Rio, and they were half the price. They were slightly used, but they were fabulous, and they were great, and they, um, they were just amazing. So definitely how you elevate a look is just, you know, bring in a gorgeous pair of pumps and make that, that, that outfit pop. Um, I, 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 color, adding color, elevating your look with some color. I always say I, I really believe in, in a Coco Chanel's thing of, like, editing yourself. Before you walk out the door, take one thing off because a lot of women are guilty of this, and I see a lot of beautiful women that are thinking they're dressed to the nines, and they're not because they have way too many things on. They've got too much jewelry on. Narrow, their nails are, like, super long, way too big. Um, Their hair is way too done. There's too much going on, and you look more like a clown than like a classy, sophisticated woman. So follow Coco Chanel's advice, and I follow that. I walk out the door, and I think about, okay, what is it that I'm overdoing, and just take it down a notch. And I think that's the best way you can elevate a look. All right, those were our questions. We got some really great questions, you guys, and I want you to keep them coming because I'm going to be doing some more Q&As and and definitely want to have that in... um, for you all in the podcast, and if you have any other questions about, any, or you want me to just talk a little bit more about something, let me know. That's definitely part of it. Don't forget that we have our um, community growing. It is a community of patrons. It is a community of insiders. It's only thirty five dollars a month right now, and you get a T shirt. You get a monthly one on one call with me. Um, additionally, you get an ebook for free. So you guys heard me talk about the ebooks. I have a Poshmark ebook, how to sell on Poshmark. I have a traveler's checklist, I have a healthcare advocate checklist, I have um just so many different checklists on there in, in ebooks with great information. You get all of those for free whenever you join my community. And you can go to the community at www.tbbyalicia.com. tbbyalicia.com and you can do that. And definitely want to hear from you all and want to know what's going on. What's a new and different next week? I have the Vagina Whisperer coming on, and he's going to be doing um, a great episode for us. You guys, uh, don't get all crazy. Oh my God, the word vagina can't you know be any more cringy for my 19 year old. He can't even look at me. Look Jamal. Look at Alex. He can't. <laughs> Anyways, um, check it out. It's coming next week. Love you. Bye.